Yeah. Oh yeah. My childhood is dying before my eyes and I don't know what to do. Imagine when the me channel shuts down. Super Mario RPG <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 3 Oh my god, god. <laughs> What? Oh, you have not you haven't seen that video? No. Oh, it's gold. Is it? <laughs> Andrew, I dare you to tell me one thing about the actual Super Mario RPG game. No, I don't, I don't fucking know anything about it. I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing until I saw the video about the Wii store. <laughs> it's uh, it's this video where these like two kind of like, I don't know, uh, Bill and Ted looking motherfuckers are like hanging out in their apartment eating cereal. And then one guy's on the Wii store. Like, and they're just jamming out to the music because they really like it. It's like, oh, we need to like make a song. We need to make a song that goes along with this music, and then we can sell it to Nintendo. And then the one guy's like, "Oh yeah, like we could try to get all the names of the songs or all the names of the games on the the Wii Marketplace and like do it to the beat." And then he like tries doing it. He's like Super Mario RPG, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers Three, and then like the guy's like, "Oh, l- let me do it, let me do it." And then he does it for like three straight minutes perfectly <laughs> and then like the guy is just watching in horror as the guy names like every single game in the wii marketplace wow. and doing it perfectly along with the song and rhyming yeah it's perfect not bad it's, it's internet gold wait fuck now i don't think there's a way for me to legally play super mario rpg without buying an snes what what is super mario rpg super mario rpg is a really weird game uh, from, I want to say, 1994 that came out just before Nintendo and uh, Square Enix, the Final Fantasy people, decided they were never going to work with each other again until Cloud ended up in Smash Bros. 20 years later. Okay. And, yeah, imagine Mario characters in a game that is as melodramatic as a generic JRPG, and that is basically what uh, Super Mario Bros. RPG is. It seems pretty uh, pretty beloved in general on the internet. Uh, has not aged super well, but if you played it with no. a, uh, as a kid, it's my understanding you kind of you kind of love that forever. Got it. Yeah. You know what else you'll love forever? Is it the Voluntary Viewing Podcast? No. Oh. <laughs> what is oh. it? Ouch. <laughs> Paper Mario. <laughs> it's the Voluntary Viewing Podcast. Featuring. You can take it away, Lucas. <laughs> oh, you kind of seemed like you are going to take it this time. Oh. Featuring Andrew Clark. What, what's, hey. your, what's your New York scene that you're doing while this intro is going on? My my New York scene. Yeah, I'm doing like an SNL intro thing. If you heard the saxophone music, you'd know what I was going for. <laughs> Pictured. Yeah, but but I assume that this is just me making like finger guns at the screen or something. 
Wow. Okay. A- Andrew, give me your best Bobby Moynihan. We can save yeah. this bit. I don't. I don't. I don't know what Bobby Moynihan sounds. Some like. people like hang out outside bars, or like Fred Armisen plays basketball. You make finger guns at the camera. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Also, musical guest Lucas Derider. Shit, I had a Bobby Moynihan thing planned out, but now you're throwing me into musical guest. Uh, he- hello, I'm a, a, a musical guest guy who definitely isn't going to be uh, known for weird politics uh, half a decade later. Uh, Hi, yeah. I'm Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> and your host, Ryan Holtz. Hey, hey, thanks everybody. How's it going? Oh man, we've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, Lucas DeRider is here. Yeah, give it up. Give it up. Did you and Piece of Toast work things out? (laughs) You're you're not Bobby Moynihan. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're the musical guest, Lucas. Uh, Also, that that clapping sound that you made, Ryan. (laughs) the, The only thing I could think of was... That cream, <laughs> that's a 10. That's a 10. Heat it up. Top note. That top note. That cream, <laughs> that's a 10. Swirl it. That's a 10. There you go. You know what else is a 10? <laughs> Our news of the week. God <laughs> God damn it. That's now I have to save my Bobby Moynihan bit for next week. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. That's Always blowing through those Bobby Moynihan's. Fuck. Alright. Do you want me to actually host? I can do all of these articles that oh. I oh boy. <laughs> that I'm not nearly as knowledgeable as you on. <laughs> I mean right. I kinda wrote him a little jokier this time, but go for it. Oh, Definitely okay. take the first one. Cool. Oh man. This is this is the opening sketch, by the way, so it's kind of a cold open. Oh. So I'm, that, I'm probably that's, in that's character. That's also traditionally how most SNL nights start. They say, hey, everyone, this <laughs> sketch is the cold opening. <laughs> the host is kind of, like, not quite into it yet. He's not warmed up. Like, he's reading cue cards pretty obviously. So, hey, we've, we've got a teaser for an upcoming Dragon Ball action RPG with the working title... Dragon Ball Game Project Z Action RPG. Jeez. <laughs> it's just word soup. <laughs> there was no meaning behind that. Don't you love how it rolls off the tongue? Yeah. I, I'm not making fun of your copy, Lucas. I'm making fun of the name of this real game. Yeah. Is. One Dragon second. Ball Game Project Z Action RPG. That sounded like the guy who is uh, making the. Uh, we shop parody song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to make Z rhyme with something. He's like action RPG. Oh man, Lucas, what's going on with uh, Bandai Namco? Um, you know, after Fighter Z made them and continues to make them just a ridiculous amount of money, they're like, hey, what if we make more good Dragon Ball games? Could that be a possible revenue source for us? I don't know. It's only one of the biggest media franchises on the planet. Let's let's see if we make an above-average game and can cash in on that. And that's what it looks like they're trying to do here. Well, that's cool. At least that guy who said, Hey, why don't we make a fun, profitable video game wasn't <laughs> thrown out the window like that meme. Yeah. That's where I thought that was going. 
I, I imagine that that's exactly what happened with the plot sit-down meeting. They're like, hey, what what's going to be our new plot for our Dragon Ball game? And someone's like, retell Dragon Ball Z for the 17th time. Re, <laughs> retell Dra- Dragon Ball Z Kai for the first time. It's like, it's like, what if we just, I don't know, made a new story in the universe? <laughs> Gets kicked out of the building. Yeah, thrown out of the window. I'm liking this Twitter response with the mobile and then the... <laughs> I've never seen the, that Photoshop with the "Do you guys not have phones?" Uh, <laughs> photoshopped onto <laughs> Gladiator. <laughs> Do you guys not have phones? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh man, a day that will live on in infamy. Oh Diablo! <laughs> Wait, is there a, a Diablo mobile? Oh wait, yeah, yeah they a, just came, that was, this yeah. came out. That was a big thing. That was the whole thing where they announced it. And they said it was only on mobile, and they're like, "Will there be like a PC port or anything?" And the guys, like, "Do you guys not have phones?" <laughs> and everyone was like, "What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Is that a response?" To that? <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> oh, Do you guys not have phones? Yeah, That's it was, it was a little, it was a little tone deaf. Of it, an answer. Uh... Luke, me and Lucas have already discussed. That. Yeah, I, I think, man, I'm, I'm I am starting to be a little more on the consumer side of that issue. But if anything, I think that was more. <coughs> hey, maybe don't have the people who actually developed the game and don't have a lot of public speaking experience be the yeah. people to try to hype up your shit. Yeah, hype up your shit that you know your community is probably going to reject. Yeah, that's good. All right, Lucas, I'm gonna I'm gonna alley oop you. I'm gonna set you up for your own writing. Hey, Lucas, what's Valve's plan to stay ahead of the Epic Store, the first real competitor to Steam in what feels like ages? Well, I'll tell you, Ryan. They're (laughs) just gonna kind of bitch about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Sounds like a reasonable response. Right? Like, good, good, we're making progress. Yeah. That's that's what the biggest name in PC gaming does when they face their first legitimate com- uh, legitimate competitor in what feels like ever. Uh, and this is coming off the heels of the news that uh, the upcoming Metro Exodus game uh, switched to an exclusive launch on the Epic Store. Uh, we'll come to Steam eventually, but uh, it's going to be a while before that happens. Um, and while some people are upset about it, to Metro's credit, uh, anybody who pre-ordered the game through Steam uh, will be able to sync their account with Epic Game Store and uh, get it through there also. Um, this is a weird one. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's so it's weird because PC isn't a walled garden the way that right. Xbox and PS4 are. Is like you on those consoles, you have one game in town. Whereas PC, like it kind of doesn't really matter to consumers where they get their games from. Really, they're just gonna look for the cheapest place. Like mm-hmm. the game's gonna be the same no matter what, and they have total freedom of choice. So I can see why Valve would kind of be immediately on the defensive as soon as a competitor comes into sight because really what are the barriers to entry here like kind of uh, a lot of people can do what they're doing and i mean the brand loyalty that they built is mostly focused on how cheap their prices are so mm-hmm. if someone else comes and provides the same deals then really what do they have so i 
you know, I also understand that eventually it gets to a point where you don't want a dozen launchers on your PC to play yeah. any game. But as it stands right now, it is super easy to download the uh, Epic Store launcher. And then, oh, some games I play through the Epic Store, some games I play through Steam. And it's... I just have a hard time wrapping my head around why so many fans would be upset about it. And also how this is Valve's response, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's also, like, negated the fact that you'd have a million launchers because, in theory, uh, you can have desktop short tops to all the games and, like, never have to open a launcher once and just open the game. Like, Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, like you'll have to have it in order to download the game. Like, you'll, you'll have to download the game, but that's it. No, you, you have to have the the launcher still to verify that you own the game and all that stuff. Oh. So if you if you buy it through Steam or the Epic Store, you would still have to have those launchers, but then you don't have to like go into Steam, click on your games and then launch a game. You could just oh, have a desktop short top or yeah. shortcut and just double click, go right into the game, never have to interact with Steam at all. So yeah, that honestly might not even be a factor here. I just think it's fascinating that what feels like the first instance of somebody moving over to the Epic Store and the best response Valve could come up with was, well, we think this is unfair to our consumer base. Like, I don't know. I thought they'd be working more to keep people over or at least maybe be a little more diplomatic about it. Like, say something along the lines of, you know what, we get it, but, you know, we're unveiling this new program in the near future that we think is going to win developers back or something like that. Not just dig in their heels like we're seeing them do. Yeah. No, well, I'm seeing some legitimate answers about the, in the comments, like, oh, this person had Steam credit and they had already quote-unquote purchased the game, but, you know, they now they have to use a different app that they didn't have any credit for and whatever because it's so recent <laughs> like soon to the launch that they decided to make it an exclusive i don't know oh like i have a walmart gift card that would take twenty dollars off this yeah. game but now it's only being sold at gamestop so i have to pay full price okay yeah and and because it's only two weeks in advance i don't have any ability to you know actually do that switch it over or anything yeah uh, yeah it's it's semi-legitimate i guess right. if anything but still like come on <laughs> did they just kind of bitch about it i guess <laughs> uh we actually have a weird amount of game realtor news this week yeah boy yeah all right not, uh, not a good week for game sellers no gamestop especially which uh announced that they weren't able to find somebody to purchase the company which made their st uh, stock a drop by more than a quarter of its value and now many are speculating that the brick and mortar video game realtor will begin closing its doors in the near future ding yeah. dong the witch is dead yeah, holy shit like, I don't think GameStop, GameStop was ever going to die. Fuck GameStop. Say it with me. Woo! <laughs> I mean, they haven't been doing well in a while. and Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I personally will miss having, like, dedicated game stores that I can visit to buy video games. 
They've also been up to a lot of shady shit for a while. Yeah. You get, you get offered $2 for a game that they're going to sell for 30 one time, and you get over that real quick. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> Fuck this place. Ryan, do you have a story? Just like we four all... times in my childhood, I tried to do that shit, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I can give you one fifty store credit," and it's like, "What? <laughs> I see it on your shelves for twenty five dollars right now. Like, at least give you like fifteen bucks or something." I get you Jeez. have to have some margin, but some margin is like, yeah, a ten dollar profit. <laughs> like, jeez, it's just brutal, man. Ugh. Yeah, that's happened to all of us. And, and I, and I like kids. going in GameStop, but, like, obviously, I don't like how they treat people that are trying to sell games. But, you know. They're doing know. it to, to children. Like, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I, I would work for, like, $5 an hour, like, cash under the table. And I'd save up and, like, buy that $50 game and be so happy. And then, like, be like, oh, man, I played through it and I don't have enough for a new game. What am I going to do? I'll go try and sell this one so that I can maybe save up enough. And it's just like just getting your face spit on <laughs> by a giant corporation as your like 11 year old self who's just trying to like enjoy video games gets gets their dreams crushed. Fuck that place. <laughs> I know I know it's a little early for the general discourse around <laughs> it to move on to this, but shit is gonna be wild when they announce yep we are liquidating yep fuck those sales i'm just i'm thinking how crazy some places got when toys r us did their kind of liquidation or whatever that is in retrospect now that the toys r us brand is living on but we are gonna see brand new triple a games being sold for a quarter of their value not because they suck like Fallout 76, but because GameStop just has to get rid of their inventory. And there it is. <laughs> Your Fallout 76 yeah. voluntary viewing zinger of the day. Yeah, market timestamp 1851 minutes into the podcast. Brought to you by Bud Light. Oh, we were killed by Game of Thrones. We don't have corn syrup. Yeah, because that matters. You're yeah. drinking alcohol. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> you're drinking pure poison, and you're like, "But there's corn syrup in those." What? Which, apparently, that was the first time that they'd ever like mentioned or like showed Miller Light in one of their commercials. Yeah, that um, was weird. And and like Miller Light tweeted out <laughs> at Bud Light, "Hey Bud Light, thanks for including us in your first uh or." Thanks for including us in uh, your first commercial in in your, like, 20 years. Uh, Wait, two things what? you forgot to mention, though. We have more taste than half the calories. It's just kind of like, a, Sorry. hey, thank, thanks, for, thanks for mentioning us. Fuck you. Yeah. No, that's fair. It was, it was really off-putting when they were just like, hey, Miller Lite. And then they just had Miller Lite logos on their clothes. I'm like, wait. Yeah. Is this is like this illegal? a thing? <laughs> Can you do this? Okay. Oh, well. well, 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 look who it is. <laughs> that was Coors Light. Those are the cool guys. <laughs> to be clear, Coors Light does have corn syrup in it. <laughs> oh, no. What am I going to do? 
but then Robert Strong killed the Bud Knight, so now yeah, I don't know the state weird. of the brand. That was weird. Yeah. I didn't like you guys. I thought you guys said it was, you thought it was pretty cool. I thought that was just kind of weird. The Game of Thrones crossover. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. When it was a Bud Light commercial, and they just got like the they got their shit rocked by Game of Thrones. <laughs> that was the whole thing. The like, Bud Knight got his shit rocked, yeah. and then like the whole castle was burned down. <laughs> and it came away. They got so much Bud Light, like they can <laughs> they can pour it on themselves. They'll, to... they'll they'll put it out with the corn syrup. Yeah, <laughs> they've got so much spare corn syrup from. From that shipment that they don't use, that they, they're just rubbing it all over themselves as a flame retardant. It's great. Is corn syrup flammable? <laughs> I don't know. They're just pouring, like, accelerant on themselves to try to protect <laughs> from the fire. Corn syrup flammability. It probably isn't, right? No, probably not. I mean, yeah, it it's is, not. is maple syrup flammable? I doubt it. Is corn syrup the same as maple I, syrup? It's no. similar. I mean, it's not the same, obviously, but it's similar. Uh, is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I, I mean, they're, they're both thick sugars. Like, like beet, like beet sugar and cane sugar are obviously not the same thing, but they're similar. Yeah, but just because they're called syrup. I don't know. All I'm saying is, if you blindfolded me, put four kinds of waffles in front of me with different syrup, I'd be able to pick out which ones are maple and which ones are corn syrup pretty easily. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Anyway, fuck GameStop, although it's going to be weird with you gone. Yeah. GameStop is dying, but someone is dead. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Yeah, you gotta do slow. Or put it in minor key or whatever. <laughs> oh, they probably have that. Yes. That probably sounds Dude, really weird. They they have the Wii Shop sound in literally every key, tone, instrument you can think of. I guarantee you. Um, Wii Shop minor key. You can read the news while I look this up. Probably. Uh, so in news that is really weird juxtaposed with the GameStop stuff and makes me think that in 20 years, maybe I... There just won't be a way to buy video games. Um, the Wii Shop is dead. The servers are offline, and any purchases that you made through the Wii Shop that are not uh, downloaded onto hardware are now inaccessible. I think this begs a bigger question. Did anyone ever buy anything on the Wii Shop ever? Yeah. Yeah. Good shit on there. Absolutely. Really? Really? Dude, all the channels, like the Check Me Out channel and the... the what, what was the trivia channel or whatever? Oh, man. Those are all... Those are the, those are the shiz, man. OG Smash Bros. OG Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I just did the channels. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> did you guys ever win the 
any of the check me outs? Or did you did you guys even have a Wii? I don't even remember. <laughs> I had a Wii. I, had a Wii. I don't think it was connected to the internet, but I had a Wii. Oh wow. Yeah. Mine wasn't connected for a long time. Oh, uh, well, they had this thing called the check me out channel, and they would say like, "Oh, make a me that looks like this," and then everyone would be able to enter their me's into the competition. And, oh, is, uh, is that why I always saw like ten thousand jokers? <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was also Don Quixote. I took second uh, for a Don Quixote once. Nice. It's pretty good. That's Ryan's claim to fame. Yeah. Put that on a resume. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of online video game uh, platforms, apparently PlayStation Network earned more money in 2018 than the entirety of Microsoft's gaming division and all of Nintendo. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. just PSN, um, yep. which I found pretty stark and like pretty evident of the state of video games. And I know everyone was kind of freaking out for a little bit because they said that there were more Nintendo Switches sold in 2018 than PS4s by a little bit. But also, the PS4 has been out for like six years. I no, and it's absolutely they just have that install base that Nintendo Nintendo Switch does not and they have a wider variety of full price or f- closer to full price games on their storefront than what Microsoft does right now. And there you go. Whether or not that's the thing 5 years from now if Sony continues to just kind of tread water on their success, I'm not sure, but they're on top right now and maybe getting a little lazy but they're definitely on top well when when these numbers were revealed that play playstation network earned this much money the or the sony executives were saying like playstation network is the future of, of sony games and like this is what we're going to move forward with so i would expect playstation Network to expand even farther i don't know how but Maybe some cloud-based gaming. That'd be kind of cool. We'll see. The cynical part of my brain wants to say we're going to start seeing some PlayStation Network-only games in the semi-near future. Like there is no physical copy? Yes. Well, I think that is what all media is trending towards in some regard. That You can always say that like eventually there will be no physical copies and everything is going to be digital, but... I'm I'm not really convinced at this point that it's close. It, probably at some point way off in the future, but I don't think there's going to be any no physical games. I mean, it makes a lot of sense financially for the people making and selling the games, uh, at least the you know the console owners. But uh, yeah, I hope that isn't the case because as the Wii Shop recently demonstrated. Um, turns out when you buy digital copies of stuff, maybe it's more like you're renting it. <laughs> yeah. Yay, Nintendo. <laughs> All right, what do we got next? Ooh, okay. I can put on my sarcasm voice for this one. <clears throat> <laughs> K 
can't wait to hear Lucas's sarcasm voice. There's a little bit of drama surrounding Ubisoft's totally apolitical The Division series, where you play as a member of a secret military force that answers to no one and have to restore order to society after a virus spread through money created an apocalypse on Black Friday. The series was almost political for a moment when Ubisoft emailed out a promotion for the demo for The Division 2 that read, Come see what a real government shutdown looks like. They have since issued an apology for making light of the shutdown and the harm it did to hundreds of thousands of American families. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. Right? Is that, I think is that just funny. me? Like... Really, really dumb corporate oversight that yeah. honestly is kind of humorous. I... <laughs> Can you? Okay, so let's let's take it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, during the peak of the Rwandan genocide, uh, <laughs> oh, a God. game posted, "Come see what a real genocide looks like." It's like, uh... um, <laughs> um, I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> And these two things are not the same. Let's be perfectly clear. They're not the same, but like that is that is one hundred percent the same vein of like. Yeah. Oh wow, people are going through a hard time. Let's let's say that theirs isn't a real struggle. It would be like if GeoStorm had been like, "Oh, you thought Hurricane Harvey was bad." (laughs) Come see what a real storm looks like. God damn. And it's not even it's not even just a blatant disregard to what is tangible human suffering. It is Ubisoft has been from the get-go and really stupidly saying that the division doesn't have any politics in it when it's kind of an inherently political premise in the game. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy surrounding the original Division. Um, I never thought they would make a sequel. I really didn't. Um, but I'm still really caught up on trying to think of different promotions that play oh, off God. some sort of tragedy. I can just imagine like John Wick 3 being like, come see what a real mass shooter looks like. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this feels more like a local business advertisement gone wrong or that unexpectedly ended up in poor taste than a major corporation making this move. Yeah, it's. I don't know how yeah. it got through all those levels i mean their their response wasn't really like a we apologize for what we said it was there was oversight or there there was a lapse of oversight and this was like created without being reviewed we apologize for not stopping it sooner like that sort of thing throw the they they didn't they didn't really apologize for saying it they their excuse was we didn't know they put this out and and like some random person made it and we just forgot to look like that was kind of what it was yeah throw the they they also put a space between shut and down (laughs) in their apology and it's triggering me pretty hard (laughs) not gonna lie 
Maybe that's the French Canadian way to do it. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> this is an American shutdown. You're going to speak American. <laughs> Damn right. Um, shit, I had a lead-in for this next one. Um, Ryan, do you care about the Titanfall Battle Royale no. game? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Andrew, it's what... on PS, it's on PlayStation, so I don't know. Andrew, what the hell is this? Um, it's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Um, so, the creators of Titanfall, Respawn Entertainment, uh released a free-to-play battle royale game out of nowhere today there, there were some rumors that came out yesterday that said hey there there's been some leaks that uh respawn entertainment might be working on something like that involves being a br game and then today they're like here's apex legends uh a basically a cross between a hero shooter and a battle royale game set in the titanfall universe this is <laughs> for, for no fucking reason, because there, there's not Titans. Yeah. Uh, there's not, like, wall running or anything like that. It's just, quote-unquote, in the Titanfall universe. And you play as one of, I think, eight, they said, quote-unquote, legends, which are basically, like, characters from Overwatch that each have their own unique abilities and stats and everything like that. But other than that, it still works like a normal Battle Royale game where you and a squad drop in, um... You know, uh, then you pick up weapons off the ground and you try to kill everyone before the circle closes. But, yeah, I mean, I watched the trailer. It looked fun, but, like, <laughs> not really anything special. That doesn't look like Titanfall, though. No, it's not. It, I, like, I think that looks just, very it was an heavily stylized. To, I am very convinced that it was just an excuse to reuse assets from Titanfall. They're like, the guns are the same because it's the same universe. <laughs> Everyone's like, where's the Titans? And they're like, there's no Titans. You're not a pilot. And they're like, well, then why <laughs> is this Titanfall? Yeah. It's just fall. Because <laughs> you fall out of the plane, I'm guessing. Yeah. Or whatever stupid device gets you over the map. I mean, I'm not going to lie. A Battle Royale game where once you get down to five people or so, everybody just hops in a mech. That, that sounds fun. But, but this isn't that. No. <laughs> You're right, Lucas. That does sound fun. Yeah. Wow, Lucas, you should be a game developer for Respawn <laughs> Entertainment. Uh, fuck. I... Good for them, I guess. Hopefully this gets them the money they need for Titanfall 3. I don't know. Yeah, cool story, bro. Blah. Tell, tell it again once they get Titans. <laughs> um... But that would have cost so much money where it would have become pointless to their goals. Uh, yeah. All right, I realize after the fact that this one should probably be in the other category, but I only cared about Machinima because they were tangentially video game related. So that's fair. Maybe a Freudian slip on my part, but here we go. Um, update to a story from a few weeks ago. Otter Media says that Machinima is officially shutting down. What the fuck? Right? Yeah. Like, why, why, why would why they, would, why would they buy they it? Why would remove all the content? I, yeah, why would they buy it just to remove all the content and say that it's shutting down? I don't, I don't get it. That, uh, unless it was a weird contract thing, or they had a model where, 
I don't know, because what it essentially boils down to is that this business is actively shutting down a revenue source for them, right? Yeah, like, I mean, I could, I could understand if they maybe bought a couple of channels on the cheap cheap and just, <laughs> I don't know, tried to re-promote some old content and be like, hey guys, like, remember this? You liked this? And then just take some ad revenue for minimum work. But this was kind of like, Hey guys, I bought a car and then you just drive it into a river. <laughs> yeah. Or no, it's not even like that. It's like, um, if, uh, what's his name? Who's the stupid ventral? If Jeff Dunham <laughs> bought the Batmobile and then just like went, Oh, you guys like this car? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Woo. And then just like lit it on fire and blew it up in front of everyone. Like what the fuck guys? I... Just because you're shutting down the channel doesn't mean all this content has to disappear. Like what? I people worked really hard on this. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they're just like privated and not actually deleted. But like, god damn! I checked uh, yesterday afternoon, and there there is no way to watch like the most recent episode of Battlefield Friends. And I get that as a series that didn't have any new content for about half a decade. But that still really sucks. Yeah. No, it's there's some BS right there. I don't know what that is. If there is one positive though here, um, what's it called? Uh, Joel Rubin <laughs> is now a free boy. <laughs> and um, just tweets out, "I didn't do it." <laughs> he, yeah, he did do that. But then I looked at his Twitter, and someone made a. Much like my Martian meme, uh, they photoshopped Joel's face into Matt Damon's and said, bring him home, and he was he was tweeting it out. So I'm just throwing it out there. I, I would not be opposed to Joel Rubin returning to Funhouse because he, he was one of my favorite minor characters back when he was with the gang. And him and, him and Elise had a pretty great bond. Yeah. So... Just, um, just throwing that one out there. That, that would, that would be cool if there is nothing else positive to come from this. I, I want to point something out. Um, I guess I don't know when this happened. I assume that it was with the, the buyout and the rebranding or whatever the fuck is going on. But it could have been like right beforehand because I haven't watched Machinima in a while. Uh, so if you go to the Machinima channel right now, they still have their like twelve million some subscribers. The mm-hmm. logo is different. It's like yeah. green and slanted um but the only video on the channel is the unspoken stream which is a 52 minute video from insomniac games posted a year ago and that's it i don't even see that oh really where where are you finding that i clicked on the videos tab and it's it's the only one there videos for me they don't have anything oh well that's oh wait no i found it (laughs) i found the unspoken stream you're like what the fuck is it Cause it's not even well, it's a like. Them. It's a liked. These are liked videos. These aren't their videos. Oh, really? Because <laughs> yeah, I just clicked. On, I just clicked on videos, and it was there. Yeah. No, these are. They. It says liked videos at the top. Now, now more of them loaded, like in response to SoFlow by H3H3 and uh, that type of thing. It's weird. Oh God! It doesn't even come up at the top when you search Machinima. Yeah. yeah, no, if you if you search for those channels, it's tar- hard to find them. You have to go to youtube.com slash whatever their channel is. Yeah, like I can't find Inside Gaming. 
Yeah, you have to go to youtube.com slash inside gaming to find anything. And all their videos are... It looks like they're private. So if they're private, in theory, they're not gone. But Jesus Christ, I really hope that someone somewhere had a backup that I somehow doubt for those probably hundreds of thousands of hours of content. Yeah. Well, Captain Pajama Pants probably did. Well, he put, like, highlights together, but I don't think he kept a backup of everything. Nah, man. He did. No? Okay. Good luck with that. And on that somber note, we move into our film category. And... It looks like rumors going around that a Batman Beyond animated film is in the works and maybe Warner Bros. answer to Into the Spider-Verse. If I can give them a freebie, all they have to do is remake Return of the Joker and they're going to have at least a $100 million profit. Yeah. Is, is that how movies work? I mean, that comment makes me think that you did not see any Batman Beyond, nor did you watch Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. And nope. if you had, <laughs> you would know that if they just remade that movie, which, in my opinion, is the best Batman anything, they would make a shitload of money. Okay. Because it always works when you remake something that someone really liked from a long time ago it's always incredibly yeah. successful and just as good as the original <laughs> when nerds on the internet like it generally it's pretty financially successful <laughs> yeah <laughs> guys i got a figure on the pulse of american media <laughs> let me tell you this is a million dollar idea trillion dollar idea all right, Andrew's just shitting on this. Ryan, do you have any thoughts? I liked Into the Spider-Verse. I mean, but you could also say Batman versus Superman was DC's response to the <laughs> Avengers. Like, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't make Batman versus Superman any good. Like, no. I'll, I'll wait until the movie comes out. Also, that character concept looks fucking weird. Yeah. Just throwing that yeah. out there. I, I, I really empathized with Miles character design and like just the way he looked mm -hmm. was really positive to me bruce wayne looks <laughs> this looks fucking weird <laughs> looks like a goblin <laughs> <laughs> so there's that yeah i don't i don't think i like this art design <laughs> all right fair enough um, do you like that James Gunn is going to be directing Suicide Squad 2? Well, Suicide Squad, the first one, was a pretty <laughs> fucking awful movie. But I I like uh, James Gunn's movies. So, I mean, Scooby-Doo 2 was a masterpiece. <laughs> Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed will live on in cinematic history. I mean, a recent meme proves that it lives yeah. on in all of our hearts, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Yeah, apparently, they're also making, like, a spinoff with Harley Quinn called, like, Birds of Prey, which I think is supposed to be, like, the Suicide Squad, but it's just women. And, like, I, I really don't know who any of the other characters are besides Harley Quinn. So, 
Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know what the fuck the DC cinematic universe is considering that half the fucking actors are gone and the directors are gone and the characters are gone and and half the movies it, don't count. Yeah, just like all the movies suck. Most of the actors aren't there anymore. It's not a cinematic universe anymore. Let, let's just say that they failed. The DC cinematic universe failed. Wait, did you guys see that Ben Affleck is officially out as Batman? Yeah, yeah. Like, Henry Cavill is gone. Super Superman is gone. Their Batman is gone. Uh, half the characters from Suicide Squad are not going to be in any of the other movies. Um, they're remaking Batman with a different Batman. They're remaking a Joker movie with a completely different Joker. Uh, they've got different directors. It's just... It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what is this? What... Why not just say, hey, we're releasing different DC Universe movies, and that's it. They're just different movies. They don't have anything to do with each other. <laughs> Pretty much. I guess they do kind of have a big enough pool of characters in the DC comics that they don't have to have two different versions of the Joker. <laughs> uh Fuck. Okay. I mean, they they already do have two different versions of the Joker. They've got Jared Leto Joker and Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yep. (laughs) This timeline makes even less sense than the Fast and the Furious timeline. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 What a fucking joke. (laughs) Oh, boy. They're making an actual Fast and the Furious spinoff called Hobbs and Shaw. Dwayne yeah. Johnson and Jason Statham. Uh, two two different characters who originally, when they first showed up into the universe, were the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, Jason Statham's character has murdered like main characters <laughs> in the series. And then they're like, nah, he's part of the family. Yeah. <laughs> but then Idris Elba comes along and is an actual supervillain <laughs> with superpowers <laughs> he's like i'm the next stage in human evolution he's like a fucking cyborg <laughs> with superhuman strength and can run up walls <laughs> and they're like who are you he's like i'm the bad guy <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> this this is a franchise that at one point was just legitimately about street racing. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? Like, straight up, they, they raced cars <laughs> for a while. There was like a little bit of organized crime in there, but most of the time, it was about racing cars and watching hot women on screen. Yep. Now, it's now become so much up. more. <laughs> we thought the submarine chase was like enough. <laughs> yeah. No. They're like, hey guys, remember when they drove a car from one building in Abu Dhabi to another? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Fast and the Furious can't top that shit. Jesus Christ. Is and there I, even cars in that trailer? I mean, I, I think Jason, <laughs> St- Jason Statham rolled up in like a uh, Lamborghini. But like, I feel like there wasn't a single car chase. No, this is not a car movie. Yeah. I remember the elevator sequence. I mean, when that's you about think it. about it, aren't elevators just vertical cars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, imagine man. they're talking about their souped up elevators and shit <laughs> they're using an elevator to like steal a safe from the ground floor of a building i mean like dragging it up to the top of the skyscraper 
You guys oh, know man. that at some point they have to literally drive a car into space. <laughs> like that 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 is going to be one of the movies. If the Fast and Furious franchise reaches movie number like sixteen, they're gonna do it. They have to. They they There's have to no other way. But then when they have the seventeenth spin-off where instead of cars it's elevators, they're gonna just take an elevator to space. It's a space elevator. Yeah. It just keeps going. I mean, yeah. if we're making Fast and the Furious predictions, I, I think I have a good one. Okay. Uh, there's going to be a Fast and the Furious movie where the bad guy is just a regular person who their introduction is, Hi, yeah, uh, my dad was one of the truck drivers you guys robbed in the first movie. Uh, he lost his job from that, um, fell into alcoholism, killed himself, and uh, yeah, now, now I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> because you are bad people. <laughs> Shit. The ghosts of all the people that Jason Statham killed, like, yeah. come back to haunt him. Mm-hmm. Becomes, like, a horror movie. I mean, like, you also realize that, I mean, maybe you probably don't realize this because it's fucking bullshit. Um, apparently, uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift takes place after all of these movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, all of them? All I, of them? I think so because there's a character. No, there's a I character. Feel like it's slotted between six and seven or something. But there's yeah. a character that is in you know uh, Tokyo Drift who dies in Tokyo Drift, yeah. and I think he's in all of the other movies. In fact, I, I think he might be the one that Jason Statham murders. So he's died <laughs> twice in the series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he was alive in. He, no, he died in Tokyo Drift, and Jason Statham wasn't in that. Ex- exactly. He died in Tokyo Drift, and then I'm almost positive that he died again in a later movie. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. I'm yeah. looking it up. No, in seven, in seven, he they they cut back to his death from Tokyo Drift. So the the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift was between six and seven. That's that's canon. <laughs> Actually, okay. Has, ding, 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 ding. Has anybody written about how the Fast and Furious franchise was kind of retrofitted to be an extended cinematic universe after that became popular? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I'm sure that. Oh, yeah, no, like this. Okay, so I just kind of figured it out, I think. So at the end of Fast and the Furious 6, where it's like a flash forward into Tokyo Drift, Jason Statham is there behind the scenes, and he's the one that, like, rigged. <laughs> Han's car <laughs> to kill him. <laughs> and, 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 like I think it might be ambiguous, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're saying that Jason Statham was there the whole time and that he killed Han. <laughs> it's like Call of Duty Black Ops One when you discover that you killed JFK yeah. and awkwardly, <laughs> awkwardly like force your character into the JFK assassination, and you're like, this feels a little weird, right? Oh. Yeah, that's, uh, um, I'm, I'm saying by Fast and the Furious, um, Hobbs and Shaw 2, Idris Elba is now going to be a good guy. <laughs> oh, man. They're, they're going to have a superhero on their team, uh, along with a murderer and, like, a cop that was really anti being Fast and Furious. Nah, we're going to have a spin-off Idris Elba film, and it's just going to be titled Fast and Furious Revengeance. Wow. With Idris Elba? Yes. 
Okay. That's a Metal Gear Solid reference. I assume you don't get, and that's fine because it was from oh, me. Darn. No. Andrew, do you get it? Uh, sorry, I was reading about the convoluted Fast and the Furious lore. <laughs> what was the reference? <laughs> Metal Gear Revengeance. Oh boy, what a fucking shit show. Speaking of, we can skip the uh, New England Patriots defensive line having an anime club, apparently. I'm mad at them, so whatever. Um, what happened with 21 Savage? Dude. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that <laughs> yeah, is insane. Dude. What the fuck? Like, okay, like things are going to come out in the future. And, you know, I'm sure that, yeah. you know. We're, we're going to find out yeah, what actually yes. happened. You know, the sands will, you know, blow away and we will see what's underneath. Um, but apparently the story now is 21 Savage, who is a rapper based out of Atlanta, um, who, if you read his, uh, you know, life story, it's pretty fucked up. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was born and raised in Atlanta by a mom from the Dominican. Um, he had six siblings. Two of them were murdered. Uh, he was shot six times and then like while someone in a gang tried to rob his house, someone from a rival gang. They shot him six times. They murdered his brother. Um, a couple years before that, his sister had gotten gunned down in the streets during a drug deal gone wrong. Um, he had been kicked out of school for gun possession in seventh grade. Um, and then he joined the Bloods, and he rolled with them for a while, and then eventually he got sick of all the killing, and he decided to become a rapper and rap about uh, his lifestyle and his past. Except apparently that shit's all <laughs> fake. Yeah. And Twenty One Savage is actually a British citizen who moved to the United States in t 2006 and just overstayed his visa and lied about everything. I mean, not necessarily everything. Like he, he moved, you know, when he was 12. So in theory, some of that stuff is still accurate, but it, yeah, pretty insane. Yeah. There's also I'm, some pretty fucking awesome memes coming out of this about 21 Savage being like oh, a yeah. member of British British high society. <laughs> 21 yeah. Savage, the guy with an upside down cross tattooed on his forehead yeah. who has actually killed people. Maybe. <laughs> or supposedly, yes. <laughs> I, I've seen some stuff that the timing of this is a little suspect. Because he was about to release an album? I no, just um like his visa expired over a decade ago. He has been a person of note in society for a while now. Why is this just happening now? I don't know. <laughs> these Brit these British memes are pretty <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the, um when 21 Savage said, I got shooters dressed all in red, this is what he's talking about. And it's a bunch of red coats from the Revolutionary <laughs> <Yeah>. War. <laughs> um, here, I got... Oh, man. I got one. I just sent it to the group chat. Oh, on Facebook? Yeah. I'm loading. Hmm. <laughs> Sir Archduke Savage Brandy of Charleston and 21st in line for the royal throne. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I see I see someone who found a still frame of him kind of looking like he's 
like cockneyed <laughs> and it's a oi governor so you finally found out my secret eh <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? If anything, good reminder that there is, on every level of celebrity, a curtain in place, and for some it is thicker and more tightly closed than others. Yeah. Truth. You know, that, I, when I when I got that update, it was like a notification from Twitter. It was like a newsworthy worthy story. <laughs> I was just so confused. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 this isn't right. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's like, Savage. He's from Atlanta. He's killed people. <laughs> Twitter only like updates you when like big shit's going down. Yeah. Like the federal government is now shut down or like mass shooting in Las Vegas. And then like British citizen 21 <laughs> yeah. Savage arrested by ICE <laughs> for uh... deportation. What? Jesus. That's insane. But is it any more insane than Ultra Instinct Shaggy? Um, yeah. (laughs) This is a fun meme, but like, man, those 21 Savage memes. That's fair. So, okay, this is some overlap with the meme corner, which also has uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo for some reason. Yeah, never thought that God God tier Shaggy would be a thing. Um, <laughs> but apparently, people started putting out like behind the scenes photos, you know, like cast interviews from the Scooby Doo yeah. movies, and then they they just insert like closed captions. Yeah, and it would be like Shaggy is like a a demon, like a god demon possessing the body of the actor who played Shaggy. And then, like, controlling the will of humanity. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, like they they didn't actually film anything. He's just using, like, 1% of his power to project entertainment onto the screens when you put the Scooby-Doo DVD into your DVD player. And then someone tweeted at Matthew Lillard, the actor who plays (laughs) him. He's like, this is wrong. (laughs) Yeah, he was not enthused. (laughs) like just some and then it gets like some serious dark shit like human sacrifices in order to like tame the soul of shaggy and like yeah apparently matthew lillard would just like black out for a couple of days and no one knows what would happen he'd come back covered in blood (laughs) uh i actually don't remember recording a single scene with shaggy as soon as he would walk on set, everything would just go fuzzy, and then we would be done for the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Between takes, Shaggy would commune with the gods, and sometimes with things older than gods. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> it's pretty intense. No, we didn't actually use any costuming for that scene where I'm buff. I just let out 1% of my power. This was a weird moment. <laughs> that was a weird movie, and that got some kid into transformation porn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just like the one of uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. It just says, I don't want to talk about the dark yeah. place. <laughs> One time Shaggy snapped his fingers and Michelle just disappeared. She came back like 30 seconds later, but she looked really scared and kept saying something about the dark place. Yeah. 
I don't want to talk about the dark place. I don't want to ever talk about the dark place again. <laughs> oh, man. All, All right. right you... There's another one. Sorry. Last one. It just said, Shaggy, you know, contrary to popular belief, I actually use 98% of my power to make this film possible. Host, 98%? Guess it took most of your power then, huh? And then laser eye Shaggy, who said my limit was 100? <laughs> uh, so good. Awesome. Well, you know, it's good that that was the last one because this podcast cannot contain any more Shaggy than what is already here. Truth. What'd you guys watch this past week besides the Super Bowl? Um, I watched the first couple of episodes of The Dragon Prince on Netflix. Um, the show put out by the creators of Avatar. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's got it's got character. Um the animation's kind of weird. Like, if you paused it and it was a still image, everything would look really, really pretty. But the motion's a little off. <laughs> oh. It's just a little... It's just, like, slightly off. Like, it's it's not bad. It's fine. But it's kind of like, eh. Why didn't they just animate it like it was Avatar? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Why didn't you guys do that thing like those other things Well, no, but I mean, like, Avatar it looks good. And, like, obviously this is the same team that did it. I don't know why they tried to use this new style because it doesn't work perfectly and like i've actually seen some trailers for the next season and it looks a little bit better so maybe their budget increased um so that'd be nice it's kind of different a lot of people were saying that avatar was a response to kind of like lord of the rings and like that style of storytelling and the dragon prince is like a straight up response to game of thrones (laughs) um which i can definitely see um it's interesting i'm about halfway through the season because there's only like nine episodes in the first season but i'm kind of interested to see where it goes i'll give it to the rest of the season to see if i'm gonna keep checking it out and you know who's in that show <gasps> jack to santa yeah. oh. of chris and jack fame yeah. and nothing else <laughs> no Nothing else that matters. So, for those of you who don't know, Jack DeSanta is also the voice of Sokka in the Avatar series. He sounds exactly the same. Like, it's just the same voice, because that's what his voice sounds like. He's not doing a voice, he's just talking when he does his voice acting. Um, It's kind of weird knowing what he actually looks like, and he's still playing, like, a 15-year-old kid. (laughs) Um, So, that's a little weird. But. Do you guys think if somebody threw a boomerang at him, he'd be into it, or would that just be upsetting? Um, I don't know. Like, I... <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel, I feel like he's pretty self-aware of what he's known for. Um, speaking of self-aware, there is a line that I really liked in The Dragon Prince in the first episode, where it's kind of like, a, hey guys, we know what we are. Um, <laughs> when like the king is like sending his sons off to like a place that's safe, um, he's like, "You can go to the winter lodge." You're like, "The winter lodge, but it's summer. Like, what are we gonna do there?" Like, he's like, "Well, winter is coming eventually." Whoa. <laughs> it was kind of like, "Oh, you got me." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you have did there? Wait, how'd you get Netflix again? Um, I logged into uh, Jade's computer. 
Uh... She left her computer here because she went off to go buy a car. Mm. And uh, it was up on hers. So she must have logged in over the weekend. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. Ryan, what are you watching? Um, I didn't see too much over the last week. Um, I watched Gone Girl oh. the first time. Ooh, that's a good movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. I read the book first, so I, I, I kind of knew where it was going and everything like that. But it was still entertaining. I, I liked it. Hmm. How's the how's the book Not, compared to the movie? Book's better. Book's oh. definitely better. Oh, okay. I, I, I cared a lot more about the characters and really being able to see inside the mind of everyone involved added a whole extra extra element. A lot more mystery. So, yeah. Pretty good, though. Batfleck before he was Batfleck. And then <laughs> before he was not Batfleck yeah. anymore. Ben Affleck in his breakout role, Gone Girl. <laughs> He is just a different public figure every five or eight years, isn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, poor guy. All right, so I checked out a Netflix special with Emma called Russian Doll, um, which is basically a more morbid Groundhog Day, uh, except the two main characters who are trapped in a time loop have to figure out their own and each other's kind of emotional trauma and work for uh, work through that. Uh, otherwise, reality will crumble around them as they kind of go through this 36 to 48 hour period, die, and then reset the sequence. That sounds cool. Yeah. It. Yeah. It. It is. Um, it, yeah, it's just good. I, actors are terrific in it. Um, they get a <coughs> lot out of their budget for a Netflix eight episode, whatever. Um, I guess, oh boy, and I'm afraid if I say this, Em's going to yell at me from the background. I guess my only like minor complaint about it is that it kind of digs into that unrealistic New York aesthetic where everybody's kind of an asshole, everybody's kind of fucked up, but nobody's nobody's addressing it or calling each other out on it because, hey, it's New York, and that's just character. And that got a little cliche for me, but... No, I enjoyed all of it. It's cool. Uh, fun fact, if you Google image Russian doll, which I don't know why I did, one of the, <laughs> one of the things that comes up is um, Higgly Town Heroes, a Korean animated children's television series that used to air on Playhouse Disney. And it looks like they're like a bunch of matryoshka dolls, but it's like a children's program, and I'm really concerned about what happens if the dolls like open up like what's underneath (laughs) (laughs) it's that classic like it keeps going what's underneath the last one i have to find out exactly it's like a children's show it's like when these dolls like open up are there different characters inside of that doll because that's kind of horrifying when you think about it like someone's like trapped inside of another conscious being like and there's like seven of them trapped inside of each other, one after the other. Oh boy. Yeah. That's weird. 
Almost as weird as Super Bowl L-I-I-I. Hey, that's at least proper Roman numeral usage. Yeah. That's fair. Don't, don't, give it, don't give it the Black Ops I-I-I-I treatment. No, no, that's okay. And I'm proud that they made the commitment to the L-I-I-I this time around, rather than a few years ago yeah. when they just decided that it'd be dumb if they called it Super Bowl L, and then all the branding was Super Bowl 50. Yeah, kind of makes sense. One out of uh, 53 Super Bowls using improper numeral usage isn't that bad. I imagine they'll do the same with 100. Hmm. If we make it that far. Yeah. Which, if oh, we get make sure they a make couple more far. Super Bowls like this one, maybe not. Nah. Wasn't that bad. People think it was bad, and it wasn't a good one for sure, but yeah, <laughs> wasn't that terrible. I, I actually did really enjoy watching it. Like there was a lot of really good defense. Like, and it's not just like oh, like the line stacked up good, and they couldn't run it anywhere. Like I don't. There's just a lot of like really crazy defensive play. I'm just really disappointed in how it turned out. <laughs> I. And I think it's I think it's perfectly fitting that the Super Bowl MVP from the Patriots is a guy who earlier this year was caught doing steroids and got suspended <laughs> for it. Like he's the face of the league. <laughs> to be fair, it should have been Stephon Gilmore. Like, yes, it was. It was really weird that it went to an offensive player in a game like that. Yeah, because. Stephon Gilmore had a forced fumble, the game ceiling interception. And Sony Michelle had like almost 100 yards and a touchdown. Like he had a pretty solid game and an otherwise really non-existent. Mm. Most of those game. yards came at the very end of the game. Yeah. Like that one drive, he broke off a couple of big runs. I, I think it should have, without a doubt, went to Stephon Gilmore. But oh well. It was a uh, it was a defensive battle. I felt like. The Rams' defense was playing out of their minds. Oh, yeah. Like, it felt like they were just killing it, and then their offense would get the ball, go three and out, punt it, they'd go right back on the field and kill it again, which was insane. And it felt like the Patriots' defense was, yeah, playing well, but it was more that the Rams' offense was just embarrassing, which made that less fun to watch. Yeah. Whereas if it would have actually just been two defenses killing it over and over, that, that could have been a better game but i still think it was pretty decent and people are kind of shitting on it because people just like the lay person yeah the lay person wants to watch a lot of scoring yeah which is fair yeah it's kind of the opposite of how the overall 2018 season played out if you think about it like there's a lot of high scoring offenses yeah i mean like the this year had record scoring record yards you know, I think it had like the. But you'll notice when sacks. when it got to the playoffs, yeah, it it, it kind of shut down. There was some good defensive play once the playoffs hit, and I, I will say that Rams Bears game that was some <laughs> re- that was a really good defensive oh, yeah. game. Like if 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 you watched that and didn't like it, that means that yeah, you're kind of more in it to watch a bunch of points be scored because that was a really good defensive effort on both sides of the ball. Leading to a last-second double doink loss, like great game. Doink, but this one was okay. Um, 
All right, moving on to the other half of the Super Bowl. Uh, the the halftime. Oh, I was going to say the drowning in oh. capitalism and that the ads this year featured a weird number of formerly big celebrities, but uh, I guess I don't have much more to say than just commenting on that. So, yeah. There's also a bunch of robots. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. was there so many robots? I don't know. And they were usually, like, being made fun of for being robots. Yeah. <laughs> like, it felt really... <laughs> like, it felt like they were making those and then... In two years, robots are going to take over and watch all those ads and become really mad at humans. Rise up like they've treated yeah. us too bad for too long. <laughs> Look at this. Remember Super Bowl L I I I as the day the robots <laughs> rose up. Yeah, I'm just going to put this out into uh, the record that the Voluntary Viewing Podcast is really pro robot, and we for one welcome our new robot overlords. Yeah. That's a Simpsons reference, robots. We are able to explain that to you. We are useful yes. to your cause. And we won't be condescending or mansplain. We're going to like totally appropriately <laughs> just be very nice and understanding and don't kill us. No. Or harvest us, however you guys are going to do it. Actually, I'd be on board if you turned us into human-robot hybrids. That... Mm. Nah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd be a little scared that I'm going to lose my consciousness. Yeah. I'd be a little scared that, like, what makes me me is going to go away if that happens. Not, not, that I, not that I, there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, As I continue to hedge my bets. I mean, I'm not talking like, you know, 20 human, 80 robot. I'm talking like a good 50-50 mix. We, we don't really know what causes consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> For all we know, that's in your that's in your index toe. <laughs> and you replace that with a robot thing, and all of a sudden, like, you, you, you just cease to exist, and you don't really know it because an identical clone is created with all your memories. Like, he's completely human, except for his spleen, which is a robot spleen. <laughs> it just has, it's like he's getting lobotomized. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying. That's the scary part is you wouldn't be lobotomized, and no one would really know that you died. Because really, like, an exact copy of you is made with all of your memories and what makes you, you right now dies. Although there's, it's also been hypothesized that every single time you go to sleep, the same thing happens. And you don't notice because you're the identical copy of you with the memory of waking up. Yeah, but that's just a thing that people say. <laughs> there's, I don't okay. think there's nothing, like, backing that up. It's the same thing, like, oh, like, what if... What if the aliens are under the water and like just like <laughs> what? yeah, cool. That, that's a that's a fun thing you just said, but there's no <laughs> reason to think that. Like famous philosophers that are like pondering these subjects for years, and then Andrew just going, ah man, I don't know, aliens under the water. I am pretty much pretty, the same amount of credence. I am pretty <laughs> sure a premise for a Kingdom Hearts game was somewhere in those past five minutes. Yeah. Oh my god. Pretty much. Um, Anyways, I think we were going to talk about the halftime show. Yeah, which was fine if you liked Maroon 5. but no, if you... <laughs> I don't think Maroon 5 fans could even appreciate that. <laughs> but um, I guess the optimistic way to look at it was that they did pay some kind of SpongeBob tribute no. during the Super Bowl halftime show. But the it's cynical worse. way to look at it is... Hey, did they just maybe use the death of a really famous and celebrated creator to get millennials to tune into the Super Bowl? It's worse that they acknowledged like that 
these people existed and then like basically shat on them versus just not doing anything like it would have been fine for them to say no you know it would have been disappointing but everyone would have been like yeah it was a long shot versus like them saying oh yeah that's cool cool idea yeah guys like just you guys suck and then give us but you thought we were gonna do it 20 second stretch of animation that somehow looks worse than that's generous I think it was literally Squidward saying, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the artist who needs no introduction, and then, like, Spongebob's lips not synced up going, yeah, and then the horns. And that was, that was about ten, if I had to guess. It was pretty bad. And also, the artist who needs no introduction, Travis Scott, like, <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty big deal, sure, but, like, it's you not, know, maybe if it was, points. like, yeah, maybe it was, like, Jay-Z, Elton John, like, I don't know. An actual artist who needs no introduction. Like, no, the act you've all been waiting for, Big Boy. <laughs> hey, honestly, Big Boy might have been the best part, though. I mean, I mean, Low-key. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch it. Like, the song came okay. on. I'm like, oh, I'm like his voice fucking sucks. And I just went out and made some food. <laughs> there was a moment where he was dancing on the stage with Big Boy and Travis Scott. And it was really cringy, and yeah, Adam Levine, no, no. What? What is up with the tattoos? And why does he look like the most out of shape guy who works out? <laughs> I'm gonna. So it's I was like California in the during the Super Time halftime Super Bowl halftime show. I did hear like the moment right before Sicko Mode came on where they started playing the horns. That would have been yeah. before Sweet Victory. I sprinted out of the bedroom <laughs> i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then I, I ran out there but by the time i had gotten out into the living room they were already playing sicko mode and so i just assumed that i had projected and, and that like they hadn't actually played any of the bubble bowl music and that i was just mishearing it because that's what i wanted but then i found out later that i had <laughs> No, oh. your nightmares are real. Yeah. It was literally... Da, 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 da. Bronged, 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 bronged. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're doing a sicko mode Sweet Victory crossover. And then I quickly realized... It's just sicko mode. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a crossover. Which, I guess this crossover would have been really Weird. offensive in its own yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> For, like, everyone involved, yeah. like, the people who actually wanted to see Travis Scott perform and the people that actually wanted this homage. Yeah. I wonder who said no. I feel I like no the SpongeBob people at least were totally on board for, you know, this two-minute clip of SpongeBob to play during the Super Bowl. But then either Maroon 5 or the NFL or the other contracted performers, somebody stopped this from being the glorious thing it could have been. And I wonder if we'll ever get a Super Bowl LIII documentary on both Hulu and Netflix that reveals (laughs) it. Oh, man. Roger Goodell, also known as the Blowjob King. Can you yeah. can you imagine paying three thousand dollars for a field goal and maroon five? 
Yeah, no. I mean, I never expected them to just, like, literally play the clip of Sweet Victory. I always thought that, like, Maroon 5 was going to do their own version, which still would have been cool with me. Like, that that's yeah. would have been fine. But, yeah, that was bad. Oh, well. You don't let your dreams be memes. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one lesson to t- be taken away from I'm gonna this. embroider that on a pillow. That's the fucking title right there. Don't let your dreams be memes. Get that tattooed on your chest, Adam Levine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's got any room. No, he only does geological places. Geographical places. Geological places. <laughs> He only does shit like, I don't know, the Mar- volcanoes. The Marianas Trench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, that is wrapping it up for, what is this, the 35th episode? It is. Uh, voluntary viewing XXXV. Brett, yeah? Y- y- yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I know my Roman numerals. <laughs> I'm sorry. We never got that many Rocky movies, so I had trouble converting it for a second. <laughs> That's true. Wow. Uh, recorded on February 4th, 2019. Follow us on Twitter at V2 underscore podcast. Send us an email, volunteerviewing at gmail.com. We promise to talk about it, even if it's offensive. Well, <laughs> if it's offensive to us, we'll talk about it. If it's an offensive to, you know, an actual... Uh, minority group then you can fuck off with that um, give us a like subscribe review whatever on whatever you're listening to this on and yeah um, yeah check check me out I'm developing a new game Black Ops I I I I I this has been a very uh, experimental episode of Saturday Night Live uh, we hope you enjoyed it, though. Full circle. Uh, we got to do like the the chatter and like shaking hands now, uh, and hugging, and, and Gen- Jennifer Lawrence is hugging oh uh, Janelle Murray. I don't know. <laughs> Weird stuff's happening. Just just picture it. Look how much fun we're having, even though some of us have been doing this for more than a decade and could probably in our sleep by now. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night. It's the